Listening to Cannabis Corner on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, broadcasting live from downtown New Haven and our homes. We are streaming live on TuneIn Radio and NewHavenIndependent.org. We're also streaming live video on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash New Haven Independent or go to your Facebook page and look us up and hit C first to see all the great programming we have here on WNHHLP. Well, I'm here alone right now. This is uh, Joe Lachance. It is Monday, June the 6th. I'm waiting on Uncle Lou. I think he has uh, a little bit of communication problems, but that's fine. He shall be here in a moment. He just texted me. But uh, there's a lot of things going on in Connecticut uh, as far as legalization goes. As everybody knows, the bill to ban gifting and to find gifting has passed the set the uh signed by the governor and it is going to be going into law uh most of the licenses now are almost closed i believe there's only one left that closes this week and people need to know there have been over thirty-six thousand lottery applications put in for 56 licenses. Now, obviously, there are not 36,000 applicants. There are 36,000 lottery tickets purchased. So, obviously, we know what's been going on that some people have been buying multiple tickets uh, just to increase their chances of winning. You know, regardless, they can only get one you know, one chance at a license, regardless of how many tickets they put in. However, it does increase their chances and does put an unfair disadvantage at somebody who might only be able to afford one or two uh, lottery applications. So, you know, the equity program in itself hasn't really worked out the way we envisioned. You know, when they first legalized in July of last year, we're coming up on a year now, amazingly enough, but they said that they were hoping to have retail sales ready to go by this summer, which would be now, or fall at the latest. And now they are saying end of the year for retail sales. And so, you know, it, the, the goalpost just keeps moving forward and forward. And we've seen this happen in other states. We were hoping it wouldn't happen here. But, of course, it has. So um, now we're, we're here in Connecticut. Everybody who's applied, everybody who's put in their lotteries are waiting with bated breath for some kind of word from the DCP about who, uh, you know, what is the next steps? Who's being awarded these? Who's won the lottery, basically? Who, who's going to the next level? Who's not? You know, and a lot of people are on edge really thinking about it. Um, so... You know, it's an interesting time here in Connecticut. We also know that, you know, the, uh, the mold level uh, was increased to 100,000 uh, 100, parts per gram. 
and uh, from where most of the usual standard is 10,000. So we have that going on here and unsuccessfully, we were not able to, uh, you know, prevent that bill from going through. Uh, so there's another thing that has to be dealt with. Now we want to make sure that if we are, you know, purchasing cannabis at a medical marijuana dispensary and for medical use that it does not contain mold or contaminants in it. And unfortunately, uh, the purveyors of the Connecticut cannabis uh, growers here for the medical do not feel the same way. They just want to continue to get away with selling mediocre, if not inferior product to medical patients. So, you know, these are the kind of things we're dealing with in Connecticut. On, a, on another note, uh, I did uh, appear this morning on the Chaz and AJ show and expressed many of the same views that I just expressed here. Uh, and you can probably listen to that up on WPLR.com. I also was interviewed by CT Investigative Insider uh, regarding a video that Ned Lamont put out over the weekend, I think it was yesterday, kind of touting Connecticut. I'm going to see if I can share it with you guys. Um, but let's see if I can share it. No, I don't think I can. But anyway, it was a video of, of, uh, of all the great things about Connecticut. And uh, it was basically... Here, I'm going to see now if I can share it. It was basically, it, it made me laugh pretty much. Um, Anything that makes you laugh, Joe, I'm all about it, brother, man. There you are, Uncle Lou. I've been waiting for you. I'm no, going to try man. and share this video and see if I can play it. Here it is. Oh, Let's man. That. This, is that, this is that advertisement that you got going on there. Let the radio hear it. I know it's public because, hey, it was released. Here we on go. You can gamble on the internet and it's cool to smoke some pot with a leaf right there. Isn't that nice? Huge. The leaf was huge. <laughs> oh, it's satire and comedy. So uh, anyway, they thank the governor for all these blessings. You got pizza. You got gambling. You got weed with a leaf right there. Nothing That's about it. low taxes. Anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> Joe said nothing about low taxes. Right, Joe, just no. Talk to you. you happen to go through the? You happen to go through? Where are we at, Joe, brother man? I haven't gone through the events yet. I was on a little rant. I suppose I should do that next, and then we could bring our guest on. I was kind of just free bait, free reeling there, you know, a little bit. I got you, brother man, and I appreciate you, everybody running through. So big shout out to our sister in arms, Kibra, as she travels throughout the Northeast, and yes, she's in yes. a really rough, hot spot now, but she is still part of the show. Make sure you know that. Yes. We absolutely love her, and we support everything she's doing. She's going to bring right to, she's going to do some amazing things in her in her endeavors that she's got yes. coming on, so. What is it? Uh, noir, <coughs> noir en vert. All right. Noir, noir en vert. She took a nice uh, French I name. I love it. I like that. All right, so let's go thing. through these events. How's what are our events looking like? Oh, big shout out to what is our, our jet Terp Finder? Terp, oh yes, Terpene Finder was out at this weekend. Let's talk about events now. Uh, we had Terpene Finder was up there with you on the Connecticut Hemp Fest this Thursday. Yeah, that was pretty good, right, Lou? 
That was an amazing event. We always like when people come out to hemp-inspired uh, events. There's a mix of cultures, great bands, great everything that was going on. There were clones being sold of hemp CBD, a little bit of everything, seeds of everything. It was amazing. It wasn't a vending type of event. It was literally just a ton of CBD vendors um, celebrating the plant. And a lot of these CBD vendors are within a lot of the other events that go on. So they are like-minded in different places, but it was awesome to see our good friend Duncan at the event, as well as our great friends, Becky um, and, and Mike good enough. And uh, 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 see my own farm out in Danbury with uh, farmer Hector. Um, was there Jeff was, there? Uh, yes, yes. 100%. Jeff Wetzel, good. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Wetzel, you know, all these awesome people. So we're really excited about that. That was a great event. Turf Finder came out and really showed out. Um, you want to go through the events that we have coming yep, up? Yep, yep. Uh, so, uh, so of course, tonight, tonight we have I Love Mondays that you can get to Sweet Leaf Living if you want to find that out. That's from 5 to 8 p.m. Yep. Tomorrow we got the session. And that is from 5 to 10 p.m. And if you want to know more about that, you can go to what, what is Mary Poppin. Uh, all these IG handles are listed. I think I'll just, the other, yeah, just uh, them, again on Tuesday, go to, yep. you got another choice, New Wave Collective, 5 to 9 p.m. Uh, on Thursday, we got Turpy Thursday, 6 to 10 p.m. Faded Fridays on Friday on 6 to 10 p.m. Uh, I got a new one here called Baker's Garden. That's actually an event in Massachusetts. Looks like it's going to be fun. There's going to be bands. It's kind of a festival event. That goes from 2 to 6 p.m. You can find out the handle there. Kimura's Cultural Kitchen, this Saturday, June 11th, having a volunteer day. But as you know with her, if you volunteer over there to do cleanup at the Labyrinth and over at the gardens they have there, you can get a membership. So it's a nice thing to do for the community. And we always support whatever Kimura is doing. 100%. Get out there and volunteer in Hartford. That's a huge thing, guys. Yeah, the address is right there. List. Let me finish up here, Joe. Uh, we also oh. have this really cool event, uh, Token Paint, going on. Yep. Once again, IG, we have Jungle Sesh, where the owner, uh, the runner of that will be our guest today. So super excited. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Yep. And then the, uh, then the rest of the event styles, things, jump on our IG, find it out. Lincoln the last there. one I want to talk about is called yes, the Garden sir. Party on Sunday. Yes, sir. That is put on by our good friend, Bees Twisted Treats. That is a so big one. And we she's coming on next Monday. There. So she's doing a party on Sunday. So we can talk to her about that. Beautiful. And we always love yeah. supporting everybody who comes through, takes the classes and becomes part of, part of the community. And yes. Bees Twisted Tea has really become part of our community here yeah. in all sectors, in all sectors, in all walks of life. And she is legit. She has a great CBD, CBG. Pro that's her cornerstone product is a CBG, CBD. Right. Uh, hey, Arnold, they call it. So that's something that moves through, and they're a big part of the culinary world. So we're, we're really excited to, to highlight that event as well. Very cool. And last but not least, on another note, I have the pleasure of hosting an yes, online sir. book release party tomorrow uh, for my good friend, Dr. Kevin Reese. Uh, you might know him uh, from his past life on Hot 93.7, but he is now a health and nutrition coach. Uh, he's a good friend of mine, and he is doing a big book release party tomorrow night uh, at 6 o'clock, and I'll be posting up the details of that so you can see that. I'm going to be the host. So I'm kind of branching out into the wellness. But, Joe, this is your – wellness has been your wheelhouse for a while. We're very excited. So 
let's explain that this doctor is absolutely amazing. He's a wellness advisor and the gut health is a big part of what. Yes. Uh, so anybody who's, who's got something going on with their belly might want to give this a read, you know, gut health yeah. is imperative to your entire body. You can tell so much from the way your digestive system works so much about what's going on. And I'm really excited about this book coming out myself. And I love you branching out and doing this, this is a great, a great, great way of pushing forward, brother. Um, Thank you, man. It's called Peace Over Pain. And I will get you a copy, Lou. I'll I would love shooting. to buy a copy. I <laughs> would got, love to I'll put buy the links up and you can, you, all right, I'll get the links to you where you can get copies. I would love and to buy a copy. Up. If he will sign it, that'd be an awesome thing. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I will make sure that happens, Lou. I love it. I know, it. right? And we have both suffered with gut issues. And I can tell you, I have been using his protocols for quite a while and they've worked. I have right. seen quite a bit of improvement in my digestion. And it's peace over pain. You know, it's peace coming to terms pain. and understanding that this is something that you can control. This is part of your body. As long as you take care of your body, your body will take care of you. That's so I right. love the message. As you were, you were explaining to me offline, I was really excited about hearing about it. And, you know, I've watched you and your journey and how you switched up diets and you've really gotten into focusing on making sure that your health is health and peace has gone a long way, brother. So you're Thank a living you, example of that. And I don't think anybody would better be hosting something like that because why not? Right. This is yeah. what we're doing. This is, it's not just all cannabis. We do no. media, we do things unbiased, and that's kind of where uh, well, I'm going to be also hosting a podcast with him. That's, that's another right. announcement. <laughs> there you go. I'll let you know when the date of that comes out. But and look out for that on Greenhaven Media as well. Yes, we're going to be sharing that, making sure everybody sees, because, you know, cannabis does also intersect with that. And that's why he asked me to do it, because I will bring the cannabis aspect into it, the CBD, the endocannabinoid. So it's a really good mix. I'm really. And you can also bring it. in the mushrooms, lion manes, Tail. All of them that do well with your digestive and mixing in all of that portion with the peace over pain, brother. I love it. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Is our guest on yet? He's ready to come. So we have so, he's been on for a while. We have been holding him up. Let's get him on. On with us now is G from Mother Mook's Kitchen. And Mother Mook's Kitchen was started in 2018 as an edible company here in Connecticut after they spent some time working for various other companies. It didn't take long to, to expand into other states with the help of the events like the Community Bonfire, Turf Town Throwdown, and of course, the Boston Freedom Rally. In 2021, they had the idea for Jungle Sesh, a weekly cannabis event to be run as a business, not a secret club you had to know somebody to get in just good old fashioned industry. So they spent the last year away from vending and took the best aspects of all the events they vended at over the years and rolled them into one. And in February of this year, they held the very first jungle sesh and have been going pretty much every week ever since. And they've done some pretty creative things. We've always had them on the calendar. And, you know, I love to talk. Gee, are you there? You got it. There you are. Thank you for having me on today. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We just got off of a couple events this weekend, so I'm pretty tired from that. But Yes, and now you do events silly. both on Saturday and Sunday, right? Uh, so we had an event Friday, uh, Saturday, and Sunday this oh, weekend. Oh, all weekend. Nice. And, um, and you've been doing them since February. 
um, and now I also heard like you've done some interesting like themed events as well, correct? I know yeah. there was you've done like hotels and and little like larger convention centers and stuff. Tell me a little bit about those. How they yeah, so out. right now I'm currently working with one of my investors from my cannabis business side of things to bring Jungle Sesh to one of his hotel properties, and we've been doing that for almost a month now. And what that is, is you have the option to come here and purchase a VIP package, which is available in cash, actually, which is a little bit different than just your normal hotel experience to begin with. Um, and you get in there, you check in, there's a bong in your room waiting for you. There's a oh, nice. prize pack from vendors. Um, and it, it's a completely smoke-friendly hotel. It's got a pool on property that's smoke-friendly as well. Um, at least during our events, the, the pool and all that is smoke-friendly. Um, and then when we were in Plainville, we did uh, video game nights, which we do video game tournaments with prizes from vendors. Um, so those are kind of our little special things that we've done. Otherwise, we've kind of just been your typical vendor show. Right, right. And, um, well, no, it's interesting because, you know, I think people have to get creative these days. As we know, there's a lot of competition out there now. And, um, you know, things are, things are always changing, like I said at the beginning of the show, within the cannabis industry. Um, so I think it's better, the more creative you are, the better of a chance you have of succeeding and, you know, making it through these kind of uh, wavy waters that we have right now. <laughs> so, it is an adventure of where we are in these times, you know, where we're seeing things move and everybody's kind of working the way they do. So that's what we enjoy here is being able to give everybody kind of their platform to talk about what they're doing. And that's that's uh, one of the great things about Greenhaven Media and you know, having this free public radio and, you know, if it pay the bills, Joe, I apologize. Time frame, half hour. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. One second. That was a great lead way in, right? That was a great lead way in. You're listening to Cannabis Corner on WNHHLP 103.5 FM broadcasting live from downtown New Haven. We're streaming live on TuneIn Radio and newhavenindependent.org. We're also streaming live video on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash newhavenindependent. Or go to your Facebook page and look us up. All right. So All right. You know, you know what, <laughs> gee, you know what I did want to ask you is you started out as an edible company. Yes, so sir. and are you still running the edible company? And what type of edibles? I mean, what do you what do you put out there? What kind of goodies do you have? So yeah, we're not like currently putting out any products. Um, we're currently trying to go through the legalization process, like a few others here in Connecticut. Um Beautiful. Come to the shows, you might find, you know, me handing you a pack every now and then of just a one-off thing I've been working on or something. But as of right now, there are no products being put out from the Moose Kitchen, no. So what I hear you saying is you might be lucky if somebody gets a complete donated freebie. No, No donation associated. If you see him out, say hello, recognize the brand, show him some love. He might even have something in his pocket that goes to you absolutely as a free donation following every one of those laws. You know what I mean? Exactly. Now, okay, so you mentioned that you, did you, do you apply for a license? You're trying to get all your legalities straight. And did you put in for the lottery? So we did. I have a team that I work with here at Mother Moog's Kitchen. Uh, I should have brought one of them on with me today. Um, cause they probably could have answered some of those questions better for you, but yes, we did put in for several different. Congratulations. Thank you, Lou. I appreciate it, buddy. 
Yeah, um, congratulations. We hope you luck in the lottery. We hope you luck in all of the endeavors. So definitely respect that you're keeping, you're keeping everything on the level until all that goes through. But you keep building your brands. You know what I mean? Shit is what it is. And people do what they do and you push forward. And as long as you're putting in with what you got to do and push forward and really look to make it um, as best for you and your community and your people around you and those supporting you, you know, that'll be able to uplift so many other people as well. You know, it's going to create jobs. It's going to create opportunity. So I wish you all the luck in that. Yeah, I think that's great. Now, you said you applied for multiple ones. Um, So that's good. Did you buy multiple tickets or just different licenses? So we've applied for different licenses and multiple tickets in each category that we've applied for. Okay. Very good. We love to celebrate. Anybody who put themselves in there like that, we love to celebrate. And you are a Connecticut resident. You are an equity applicant. So, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you're doing exactly what the law was designed to do. Benefit people coming from the community who are trying to go legit. And again, like Lou said, I applaud you for not, you know, for for keeping things on the up and up until you know whether you got the license or not. And I, I appreciate it. And funny story actually is, and I'm only in my Connecticut resident. I've only ever left the state of Connecticut for cannabis travels. Um, so <laughs> yeah, well, I'll get that out there. The only time I've ever left Connecticut has been from Maine, um, New York a few times. It's all been cannabis related. So I'm definitely glad to be able to do something here in the state and not be forced to leave and do my business elsewhere like so many of us. Right, right. So I, I that, you know, your, your story today gives me hope, you know what I mean? That somebody actually from the, was able to put in multiple ones and hopefully can get a shot at taking their business to the next level. Because that is what me and Lou fought for all these years was for so that none of us anymore would get arrested. And we would have opportunities to possibly make this our full-time living, our business. Like, we love it, don't get us wrong, but we're not very happy the way it happened. We'd love if there was a better opportunity, but this is what we were dealt. So let's push it, you know? And for everybody, for the gift gang, for everybody fighting the right, keep fighting the fights. Yeah, because there's room for everybody. Yeah, we've got to make the laws right. It's it's at least another 10-year fight. And, you know, let's let's be real. Uh, but, you know, every year if we make some progress, we go and we go and we go. You know, and one once point- again, big shout out to the whole gift gang, kind of warriors and all the whole group that started their group, because, hey, without it, a lot of things, it'd be even worse. Right now, the fees at a thousand dollars and that was lowered directly related to the advocacy work that um, the kind of Those warriors and did. the and the and the gift gang did like that went down yeah. from like 10 grand, I believe, or something like that. Yeah, it was ten thousand so, dollars to begin with. Yeah. So they brought through their activism. They were able to do that. So big shout out to Christina, yeah. Joe, Cody, all those guys. So, yeah. yeah, you know, and now everybody that go through lottery, big shout out to all of them. You know, that's yeah. one of the best things that in our place here, we get to highlight everybody's accomplishments and we get to do the same critiques. And it's just a, it's media out brand. So we're just. Now, neither of you have heard anything, right? Even though most of the licenses you all apply for have closed. You haven't heard anything? Gee, you haven't heard anything? Not a peep, right? Not Not a single peep. (laughs) Not a peep out of DCP, which I find is interesting. Um, But, of course, they do have 36,000 lottery applications. Exactly. (laughs) I think it's going to take... 
they say that they're hoping to have sales by the end of this year. I personally think it'll take them the end of this year to process any of these applications. I don't even think they're going to release the least. Uh, when I was on Chaz and AJ this morning, he brought up a good point. It's an election year. And once they release the list of who was approved, people are going to be scrutinizing that list to make sure that there's no political connections involved there. I know a lot of the activists are going to be. <laughs> so you know they what? <laughs> I got no political connections. So no, I know. So prove it. me. Bring it on. And I'm searching. Yeah. Right? Bring it on. Yeah. And but yeah, we're, you know, end of the year, I think, is a very optimistic of you and their point. And you know, both of you guys being entrepreneurs and wanting to get in the industry, you both know all the restrictions that they put on advertising. What did you guys think of that little video that Ned Lamont put out? Do you think it was fair that he can use a leaf? You're <laughs> you're muted. I've always had weird outlooks on cannabis advertising because you know you're not supposed to use any animals or people as uh your main character, mascot, whatever you want to call it, logo in the main uh, caregivers program. But there are a few exceptions to that when you look deep. So I, I think anything's fair game. If there's a loophole, run with it like it's legal. But I, yeah, what do you like he, no, what we thought was funny, I he put out this, he literally tweeted this, this country song, country theme right. uh, ad, uh, political song. We have gambling and we have pot. You can't put a pot leaf on a on a uh, on a billboard. You can't just say, "Hey, come smoke pot." Right. Like, like we wouldn't be able to do any of that advertising. We wouldn't be able to even put that shit off that on Facebook. That that craziness. <laughs> yes, right. Uh, that's what I'm saying. But he's allowed to. That's kind of a double standard there. But it was only you know? on Twitter. Let's not let's not get unless I see oh, this. No, it's on, on Facebook now. I posted it. <laughs> And I shared it with our group. I'm sure it'll make the rounds now. <laughs> but he didn't. He didn't put it up though. That was the thing. And social media at its best. This is going to end up on the news. This is going to end up everywhere. Well, I got I got a call from the CT Investigative Insider, a gentleman named Mark, asking me for a comment on it. And I don't know. Jason got a call too. And yep. I said exactly that. I said, well, it seems kind of hypocritical to me that. Uh, a regular cannabis business couldn't advertise in that manner, but yet the governor can, you yeah. know? <laughs> so they are on it already. They're on it already. And I'm glad. <laughs> you know, like he wasn't out here yelling and screaming, give him legal pot. No. <laughs> he fought this tooth and nail. And then he gave us the system that we got. We right. should have had a better system. Yeah, uh, advocates like Jason, and the group, they put out an entire thing that was the Robin Porter bill, man. But let's not joke about that one. That one had true equity in it. That had everything that everybody was wanting. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. He, he, he was like, oh, no, forget that. So, gee, you've been doing events for a while. Do you see a difference um, since legalization? And what are the differences between, like, Connecticut, Connecticut events and, like, say, Massachusetts events or Maine events? You find like different, like a different vibe from the different states. I do. I definitely do. Um, with legalization here in Connecticut, I feel that it's been very more open than it's ever been. Even with legalization in Massachusetts, 
what going on over five years now. Right. Um, they 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 stuck to their donation process. Um, like when I'm at Turk Town, it's it's always a donation process. Um, and they stuck to that and they kept it very maintained, low, low, and yes. low key kind of. And Connecticut kind of just ran with it uh, and blew it up. And now you know we're as you know we're getting rid of the gifting laws. Um, but all those vendors that the legalization created are still here. There's they still have to feed their families. Yeah. Um, they still got to pay their mortgage. Um, and uh, there's not going to be enough licenses for all of them. And then not everybody was properly educated um, to apply for these licenses, which I kind of felt was kind of a little bit of a mistake that Connecticut made is we should have done a little bit more classes of how we could have gotten more people involved in this, but there's just simply not enough room here in Connecticut, right. um, the way the system is set up, sadly. Um, and then Maine is, Maine's crazy because as you guys know, Maine's a vacation state. So all those vendors are traveling around, coming there, leaving there. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of the weekend warriors type of crew. Yeah, I imagine Maine kids. to have like a hippie kind of more festival vibe, right? Exactly. Um, things aren't weekly there. They're usually on an annual basis, semi-annual basis, depending on the event. Um, and there's only about four or five events up there to begin with. So it's definitely not a huge market. And like I said, it's definitely a, a warrior's type of vibe up in Maine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've noticed that about Connecticut. It seems like when, when as soon as, I mean, obviously we know these events have been going on forever in, in Connecticut and anywhere else, but they're always very low, low, low key, low profile, and usually no problems there. And all of a sudden, when legalization came here, it was like everybody went hog wild, you know. Um, I'm sure a lot of it was because there was no retail sales yet, you know, and just, you know, the excitement of, of being in Connecticut, you know, having legalization in Connecticut. But now here we are, you know, we're almost a year later, we're almost a year out of this. And do you see the market as almost um, too many events? Um, I wouldn't say there's too many events. I just think that events should be ran a little bit differently here in Connecticut. I don't know mm -hmm. if either of you are familiar with the scene they have going in Michigan. Um, I have not. Lou might have been to Michigan. I have not. I've been to some New York sessions. Again, they tend to be very underground. You know what I'm saying? And I've been, so of course, to Mass. Yeah, so from my understanding, Michigan has a lot more open laws than we do here in Connecticut. Um, there are vendor licenses. There are small grow permits. Um, there are micro grow permits. There's a, a trillion more licenses than we have available to us here, and they're more readily available from what I understand. And with that, their, their events often go on in hotels, convention centers. Um, public halls, they're, they're still very public things because they're not being trying, trying to be shut down like we are here in Connecticut because lack of a better word, that's what we're, they're trying to do. They're trying to shut these events down here in Connecticut. That's their ultimate goal. There's no, oh, well, this is what we want from you events. We don't want to issue you guys permits. We don't want you guys to have tax IDs and pay taxes on these vendor fees. They don't want that. They just want to shut us down and get probably 10 dispensaries going here in Connecticut and 
run with the taxes from that because that will fix the deficit here in Connecticut. And that's all they're trying to do is fix their mistake. Yeah, I was, I was talking about that on the radio this morning. I mean, the first round is only 56 licenses, right? Mm-hmm. But just off the lottery, if you do the math, they have already brought in a ton of money. Oh, yeah. And then just off the fees that they're going to get from anyone who's approved from this lottery is a whole nother chunk of money they're going to get. And then the fees from the existing growers and dispensaries, the $3 million from the, um, the four medical people, and then a million dollars from 19 dispensaries, that's a pretty penny that they're taking in. And exactly right. They don't want to mess with that in any way. They want to see all that money because then once they get all those licensing fees and all those other things, then they're going to get the taxes. So they see this as a cash cow and they want they want to do everything they can to protect their stake. Um. I've heard that certain towns are actually trying to work out a system like Hamden where it can be done legally, but it's, it's very touchy because like you say, regardless if you have an LLC, regardless if you have a vending permit, regardless if you even have an agricultural permit, let's say you have a grow permit from the department of agriculture, like at a farmer's market, you still don't have a cannabis license. And that's what the state cares about, is getting that money for those licenses. You know? Well, I'm personally a believer in that 20 years from now, 25 years from now, there's going to be just as many cannabis stores as there are liquor stores, because there's just as many consumers. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So we've got to get to that point. We have to get to that point. And again, I, I kind of liken it to the craft beer industry. People see the craft beer industry now as a very thriving and, you know, growing business and been very good for the state. But when it first started, they were the same way. They were very strict on the regulations. You you know, there were a lot of things you couldn't do. And it's been a long fight for the craft beer industry to get from where they started to where they are now. So this state just has a history of taking their time. What do they call it? The land of uh, something, no, no change or something like that. I've heard. Steady habits, the land of steady habits. They just seem to have a way of taking their time with something. Whereas if they had just looked at other industries, they could have started at the end. You know what I mean? Just took something like from liquor stores, from the craft beer industry. And and try and have developed a, a much better licensing system. Because I think this one with the lottery has just, it's turned into a cluster, you know? It, it wasn't a mistake though, my friend. They, it definitely was not a mistake that they made. I mean, it's it's a mistake for us, but yes. they, on their end, they definitely didn't make a mistake. They knew exactly what they were doing with this lottery system. Oh yeah, I don't know if you know, the, the originally you were only supposed to be able to buy one. Yeah, so person. that that was my understanding yeah. at first. And then yeah. we had to uh to go in and and they changed it. it to two, right? And then the governor himself, now this didn't even go through the legislature, changed it to unlimited. 
Yeah. And you know why? Because they saw the amount of money they could make from it. Yeah, they definitely got some more money out of myself when they, they changed it. So if you just take that and you times it by 10, it's... Yeah, 36000 And, you know, that's, that's quite a bit of money. So, yeah, we're good. You know, I'm very interested. I think we're all going to be waiting to see how this shakes out, you know. And, you know, I appreciate all you guys who are down, you know, who are out there doing it still making sure that people are still, you know, able to consume and get together and have a good time together. Well, now the biggest thing is just treating it 100% like it's been said, like a book club. It's a book club. We're all just hanging out. It's not going crazy. Representations are there, but it's just a book club. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's all a social club, right? It's it's no different than that. And I think we, you know, we've all learned our lesson, <laughs> you know, and and gee, I'm sure for yourself, it's 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 been a good experience for you, right? Oh, it's been a great experience. It's, it, we've learned a lot of things about the cannabis industry just in the last uh, four or five months doing these events. And it's it's getting to a point where it's getting very real and we finally should start to accept the, the work that all of us have put in over these years to get here. Well, yeah, this is what we've all been waiting for, you know. And if you think it's, it's like in a state of flux now, just wait till those licenses start getting approved, you know, and just wait until people are actually starting to get up and running. It's going to be a whole other industry, you know. There's going to be plenty of jobs open. There'll be other opportunities for people to work together. I'm sure if you're going to be hiring a staff, you're probably going to look towards people you've already worked with, right, within your community that you've established. Obviously, when you got to build a team and build a company, and I'm sure Lou is thinking the same way, he's going to go to people that he's already worked with, who he knows are, you know, are do good oh. business. Exactly right? That's exactly right. So, we're gonna, you know, uh, we're going to be doing a job fair um, at the beginning of next year at Jungle Sesh for all of the different companies here in Connecticut to uh, partake in. Right. I think people need to realize that, that this, if anybody within the community at large, that includes Lou, Kibra, any of the other activists, yourself, I know there are quite a few other. Uh, people who are out there doing it, who have applied for licenses as well. You bring your whole team with you. In other words, when one person gets uplifted, they uplift the whole community and the people that surround them. Because, you know, you know, that's how it works. It takes a village. It takes a team. Just because one person applies for the license doesn't mean that one person can do it. You know? And I, well, I think, it like this, buddy, you make your first thousand dollars by yourself. You make your first million when you assemble a team of like-minded people. Right. Right. And, you know, and this is going to be a good way for people to put their teams together, you know, maybe utilize some people who weren't as lucky and didn't get picked in the lottery. Okay. Well, you didn't get picked in the lottery. Why don't you work with me for now until next time, you know, and we'll, and we'll, and then next time the lottery is here. Hopefully you get it. So people don't, you know, because there are going to be, unfortunately, some people are going to be disappointed. But it's guys like you and guys like Lou who maybe can help them out. 
and they and not be so disappointed. Now, does does anybody know exactly how often these lotteries will be opening up again? <laughs> Is the I'm, I've been trying to figure that out myself for for. I don't think Lou. Do you know it all? I don't think that they know when the next round is going to be. They don't know, and we don't know, and it's kind of, tomorrow there's a social equity meeting, so anybody who's listening, make sure, chime on in, check it out, you know what I mean? That's oh, yeah, thing. social equity meeting tomorrow, 10 a.m., I'll post the link up on Greenhaven Media for anybody who was interested. Of course, they're not taking public comments this time because they got bombarded last time, but they deserve to be. But yes, I want people to know that there is a public uh, social public meeting tomorrow of the Social Equity Committee. I'll post the link on Greenhaven Media. And that is their monthly meeting. So, okay. So we're getting close to towards the end of the show. Gee, do you have anything specific you want to promote? Any special events coming up for the summer? Uh, any things you're working on? You know, what are we looking can we look and how do people get in touch with you? Yeah, take the next two minutes. Media. We got about we got a couple minutes left. We have to pay the bills. You take two minutes to talk about what you got going on, what you're looking to promote. This is where we try to make sure that our guests have the time to, you know, show themselves out because all our guests are member members of the community. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. So this July, we're actually working on trying to bring something to the Connecticut Convention Center in Hartford. Um, you can find details about that on my Instagram or my website. Um, you can also reach out to us anytime on Instagram about any of our weekly events. Uh, we go Saturday and Sunday in Vernon, Connecticut. I'll just say it straight out on here. Um, you can book a hotel room through our Instagram page and you, what you'll get is you'll get a bong, you'll get some prizes and you can have a nice weekend. Join us or vendors on site both Saturday and Sunday. Saturday is six to nine. Sunday is eleven to four. Um, you don't have to stay on site, or you just come. Ten dollar entry um, and enjoy this. Not this weekend. Next weekend we have our pool on site opening. That'll be our first pool party. You come, you can smoke a blunt in the pool, and have a great night. So that's next weekend. I'll make sure I get that up in the calendar. And that is uh, so. The first pool party is actually next weekend, not this weekend. So I'll, that would be no, very there, cool. there is still an event on Saturday this weekend. Um, oh, yeah, this weekend, but not pool. <laughs> not, not a pool party, no. Yeah, very cool. So these, those are the cool things you're doing. And that is at Mother Mook's Kitchen, correct? Yes, Mother Mook's Kitchen on Instagram, Facebook. Um, I'm sure we're on a bunch of other pages I'm not quite sure about. But, yeah, yeah we're right there. All right. Very, very cool. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to hearing from you. Good luck with your uh, your lottery and your license. Please keep us posted. I know we connect with each other on Instagram and always, uh, you know, send over the events and we'll keep putting you on the calendar. We appreciate it. And we appreciate all your vendors and all the other people who are out there doing it, um, you know, keeping the scene alive. So we hope to see you out there soon. Uncle Lou. All right. We love it. Thank you, G. Um, so, All right. Thank, thank you, guys. So what we're going to say is, yep. Okay, Lou. All there? right. Yes, sir. All right. What do you got going on, Lou? Well, you know, our very standards as we're moving through the week, very excited about it moving into June. This is uh, 
high time for planting. So, you know, if you're getting your outdoor plants out there, anywhere you listen to us in the world, go ahead, that you can plant some outdoor plants, go ahead and grow some outdoor plants. I tell everybody that all the time. So get out there and grow. Um, then we need to move on over to some of the really cool things that are happening in states. So keep your eye out for what we have listed on Green Haven Media. We're very excited. And uh, Still Toking will be going on this week as well. They released their third episode of the Still Toking uh, TV Comic series. Book. Yeah, yeah, the TV yeah. series. Which so you very excited in. about that. Yeah, so big shout out to you as well, Joe, on your event tomorrow. But you can follow everything PZ, we have. We got PZ on Thursday, we have of course. PZ on Thursday. Let's not forget PZ. PZ's got a great event coming up as well. Yeah, next um, week, and that'll be on the calendar too. Not this week coming up, but the week after. Yes, sir. So uh, you can follow us and find us out all over the place on wepafarms.com, wepafarms on Instagram, and then um, you can find me at Hemp Farmer Lou at most places there. All right. And as far as me, you can find me at Joe the Weed Guy on Facebook and Instagram. And then, um, Greenhaven Media, of course, on Facebook and Instagram and the Cannabis Corner Facebook page, of course, for all the latest updates on the next guest. Next week, we were going to have B from B, uh, B's uh, Creations there. So we're going to have B come on uh, and, uh, and talk to us about all the edibles that she's been putting out and what she's got planned for the future. Hopefully, Kibra will be joining us next week. And I wanted to just give a big shout out to all the Canna Warriors and all the, uh, you know, all the members of the community. And Oh, yes. Yes. And, you know, anybody who's out there doing it. So, Perry, we're going to end it a little early this week. If you could put on the music and, and bring us on out, we'll see you next week. Appreciate Thank you all, everybody. Have a great weekend. Thanks again for tuning in. All right. I was going to clean my room until I got high. I was going to get up and find the broom, but then I got high. My room is still messed up. And I know why, why, man? Yeah, cause I got high, because I got high, because I got high. I was gonna go to class before I got high. Come on, y'all. Check it out. I could have cheated and I could have passed, but I got high. I'm taking it next semester, and I know why, why, man? Yeah, cause I got high. Because I got high, because I got high. Go to the next, go to the next, go to the next. Uh. I was gonna go to court before I got high. Uh. I was gonna pay my child support, but then I got high. No, you wasn't. Uh. They took my whole paycheck, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah.